Oh boy, I already uh, opened that it. Wasn't, that wasn't. <laughs> That's. You have to do the, what? the, the, the like. Oh You know boy. what I mean? When you like. And like you're pouring it over like, I, like it's a Coca-Cola commercial. What is happening right now? I could be on. I'm just over here on sound effects. Like you hit one and it's. Oh boy. <laughs> if you hit another one, it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you hit the Q letter. Letter Q is. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. No oh boy. Huh. <laughs> oh, oh my boy. god. We're back. There's Believe another it. one that's like audience clapping, but it's just us clap. There's not enough people for it to be an audience. I wish we had, we had a canned laughter. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like yeah. an '80s sitcom. Oh boy. Think about it. Maybe for next time, we'll work on it. That's okay. I don't think. It's okay. I we don't we don't need it. They aren't our sponsor for this episode, but I th- think that they should be one day. Oh boy, chubby shorts. Oh yes, I had to order a new pair today because my legs are too big for my other pair. Oh. Does that mean? <gasps> so Kendall that means Dad yeah, gets you're them. Getting, oh, you're getting like two or three pairs. Kendall How about told that? me I was going to order some. Don't need to now. How nice. Kendall told me she's like those are we're getting too tight there. I, was like, <laughs> I think they're perfect, but all right. <laughs> they're great. Yeah. They fit just nicely. Yep. Well, but so there's tight, and then there's too tight. If they're leaving a mark on your thigh, then they're too tight. Too tight. Yeah, I mean some. I mean they're they're painted on there. Then it's probably time. I yeah. will agree with Kendall there. Well, All right, so Chubby's official sponsor of this podcast. You need short shorts, and you need to look like a boss and be comfortable. Yeah, because you can Chubby's. squat in them. You can do whatever you want in them. Okay. Now, are these like exercise chubbies, swim chubbies, or like everyday chubbies? Uh, I only have experience with like the casual wear and swim. Okay. Swim are unbelievable. You can get your leg up onto the ledge to boost yourself out super easily. Some aren't like that. (laughs) Um... Some like that old number, your old number. Horrible. You know what I mean? Crazy yeah. long like plaid. Horrible. Oh, those so You might bad. as well just take your pants off when you're getting out of the pool because they're so, they don't stretch at all. So you might as well just moon the six year old behind you. Don't do that. Um, We're not going to do that. Yeah, super flexible and comfortable. And then quads look great at the pool. Sure. Um, and then the casual wear. Are great because you can you're comfortable the whole time. Stretchy elastic waistband, so if you're getting wild with some pizza or whatever burgers, oh, you don't need it. No belt need it. That that's kind of my thing. That's it. No Chubby. belt needed. No belt needed. <laughs> no belt needed. Check it out. Oh boy. You want to look great, don't you? Sure. Why not? Chubby's shorts for men. For men. Think... They have women's stuff. Okay. Not shorts. They have like. They have, like, There's where you something. can buy, like, matching, I think, swimwear. Yeah. Maybe that's your guys' move. Oh, his and, like a his and hers deal. Maybe. That's okay. I have chubby swim trunks. They're great. And a couple of chub- chubbies. Uh, casual wear. I think that would be that casual last, wear. Ca- last yeah. category. Casual. Sportswear. Or casu- you know what I mean? Athleisure? JC- no, because no. that's, like, a whole... That's, like, when you wear your workout clothes and you pretend, like, you maybe just did workout or you're thinking about it at some point later. No, no, that's... Oh, boy. No. Yes, it is. No. That's what it is. That's you exactly see the what athletes store is. and be like, oh, I'm sure you just you just came from from smashing back squats. 
So if I came down here in my dress from Lululemon, you'd assume that I just worked out? No, that's different. No, that's athleisure. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, that's just, no. That is Lululemon trying to make more money by going into different markets. It's, It's athleisure. No. Oh, boy. All right. I love that you two, like, I have no idea. zero fashion sense are telling me what athleisure is. I don't I don't have any idea. I know you don't. Uh, sportswear, if you remember from the JCPenney catalog, <laughs> is, like, khaki shorts and, like, a polo shirt. Sportswear. Sportswear. Like, if you're going to play, you play golf. Or polo. Or polo. Sure. Or bocce. That would be a decent, decent outfit cornhole. for bocce or cornhole. Yeah, sports. That was on at the gym the other day. Cornhole I tournament. That. I was like, sure, this is all right. I don't have anything some, to show. Some Why old not? guy who hated his life was just glued to it. <laughs> Absolutely Horrible. glued to it. Horrible. Oh, boy. All anyway, right. all right, so that was our sponsor for the day. What's our Chubbies. topic for the day? Our topic for the day is why you, the listener, probably need a meal plan. Me? I need a meal plan. You have a meal plan. I do have a meal plan. <laughs> uh, effectively, so do Ryan and I. Uh, and so this stems out of the fact that we do nutrition work with the vast majority of people we work with. Um, and one of the things, the conversations that we have as a team, a coaching team, is trying to figure out how we can constantly help people in a more sustainable, efficient, effective way way or combination of all those things kind of refining what we think works really well getting rid of what we don't think doesn't work and bringing in new ideas when we think they have applicability and so one of the things we've been talking about is frankly starting to transfer everybody to a meal plan like this is what you're going to eat and this is kind of the time you're going to eat it and that sounds like maybe kind of draconian so what we're going to do is sort of dispel maybe some misunderstandings about what that would entail and kind of uh, articulate why we think it's a good idea for the vast majority of people relative to some other options where it's a little less structured. Yeah. And so I think obviously everybody needs help with nutrition, right? Or otherwise it wouldn't be like a huge industry that it is. Um, And there's so many so much misinformation out there regarding nutrition and like what is healthy what is not what is bad what is good and and the reality is is you know if you have goals pertaining to your physique like your nutrition needs to be dialed in and it needs to be dialed in in a way that it's like okay if i asked you like rye what what did you have for meals one through four already today You'd be able to answer that question. And when I ask you this six days from now, that answer hasn't varied very much. The reality is <laughs> you're, you're eating pretty much the same things um, in the same portions day over day. And you're really successful with your overarching goals as it's taking you through several different phases of your life, even at 19 years old. And the reality is, is it's the same thing for you, Ryan, and for me. Um, and so obviously as coaches, like we've kind of perfected that for ourselves. And our goal with this episode is just to be able to allow you, the listener, to understand a little bit more um, and set it up for yourself or 
reach out to a coach to have them do it for you. So I think actually, like, so the, a big crux of this for me is that we're finding that it's a, maybe a little bit at the outset, maybe potentially a little bit too complex for you to set up yourself. And so that's not a dig at anyone's intelligence. It's the idea that it's, it's, a, it's sort of uh, an acceptance of the fact that this is fairly complex. It is unique to you based on your schedule, based on your food preferences, any aversions or allergies that you might have, your goals, etc., 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 etc. And so what we're finding is if we can start someone out with a little bit less freedom, that tends to be better. Um, and so that we sort of are inherently trained to want more freedom and want a lot of choice and flexibility and things are increasingly built around that. But the idea, the, unfortunately, that creates a problem where you have so much choice that it's very, very difficult to stay on track and be consistent. And so what we need to think about maybe doing is eliminating some choice, at least in the beginning, to help you build really good habits. And then as you're able and as you develop an understanding of why we're doing what we're doing, then we can add in a little bit more choice, a little bit more freedom and, and go from there. So the, the, where we're coming from here is that our job as coaches is to progress people in the best way that we possibly can. That's what they're paying for. That's our job. That's our, our personal underlying goal. And so to do that, we need to eliminate some variability. And so we're going to talk about basically why we want to do that. I feel like it's like like learning how to ride a bike. Like you start with training wheels. Someone shows you how. Then you start with training wheels. Then you get comfortable with training wheels. And then maybe pop one off and then both off. And then you're wobbly and then you have it picked up. It's the same, same thing here. Like as much as you want to just hop on and go, you need some guidance first. And that, I think that's a perfect analogy because ultimately our goal with the vast majority of the people we work with is for them to have complete independence with regard to nutrition. Like they don't actually need a lot of coaching because they've received enough that they understand the principles and simply apply them themselves consistently and they can do that forever. That's the goal. And of course there are caveats like if there's a very specific phase or a very specific goal, then maybe we need to throw a little bit more expertise on it. But the idea is that people sort of move beyond needing coaching. And so it's the, the training wheel analogy is, is perfect. Yeah. So tell us, uh, why don't you start it off? Like we can talk about tracking versus planning. We can talk about meal composition and timing and where this comes in. What do you think? Where does it make sense to start? Uh, well, I think that if you've listened to us for a while now, obviously we've we've broadly touched on a lot of these, and we've touched about nutrition timing and spreading out your protein over the course of the day um, in relatively equal amounts um, within that window of like three to five hours, right? Three is probably the closest together you'd want your meals, and five is about the furthest you want to be. Uh, and obviously that is person dependent, right? Uh, we work with a lot of nurses and a lot of doctors that may be in whatever, the OR for 12 hours or whatever the case may be. So obviously it's more specific to them. And again, why 
they work with coaches. Uh, but I think that that broadly is where we would say nutrition should be in, ter- in terms of timing. So, yeah, I would agree with you that obviously we want to spread things pretty evenly throughout the day. Somewhere between three and five, five and a half hours in terms of spacing your meals. Very, very sensible. I think the trouble that people are having is the contents of those meals. So if you're missing your meals, obviously that's a big issue, that you're you're messing it up basically at that point. So that's the first thing we need to do is make sure we're not missing meals. That has to be the number one priority if you take whatever your goal is seriously. Um, within that though, we need to really start to think about what is optimal at a given time and what is potentially like a great food and a really great option for another time of the day but doesn't fit or in in a specific spot so what we really want to think about is what you're eating right before in the meal before you exercise and then what you're eating in the meal after and how close or far away from exercising those things are. Now there's a lot of nuance here and we're not gonna, for the sake of brevity, talk about every single scenario uh, in terms of pre and post-workout nutrition. The underlying idea is that depending on when you take your pre-workout meal, let's say it's 90 minutes before your workout, or, or let's say it's 30 minutes before, those meals aren't going to be the same. There's a huge difference if you eat 90 minutes or two hours before you work out in terms of what the composition of that meal should be versus if you eat it 20 or 30 minutes before. And what we're finding, frankly, is that people, through no fault of their own, this is why they invest in coaching, um, aren't, are having a hard time understanding what they need to have when. And that's obviously a conversation we have with them. So the idea would be if you allow a coach to put together a plan for you is we take that decision that you have to make away. And what we're going to do instead, understanding what your schedule looks like and your the proximity of that meal to when you work out, we're going to choose optimal foods for you. And so you're not it's not a situation where you 20 minutes before you work out, you're eating a bunch of peanut butter, you know, fatty steak and whatever. I don't know, Diet Coke. And then you feel, you potentially throw up and you feel absolutely horrible. And it's not the opposite issue too, where you either don't eat at all before you work out uh, or it's two and a half hours before and you eat stuff, you eat um, things that are very quickly to, quick to digest. Like, so for example, no fat, uh, a whey protein shake and rice. You're going to be in a real rough spot about halfway through your workout. And so... The idea is that we help the person initially sidestep those issues by by codifying basically what you're going to eat when. So both of you guys work out in like mid-morning. Correct. So do you have one or two meals before you work out? And what do those two meals look like? I have one um, partially because I just with when I wake up, the timing to give me enough time to like digest and feel comfortable. And then just when I, into when I work out, just works out to have one. Um, So generally that looks like 35 grams of protein, usually 15 grams of fat and uh, like 
45 to 55 grams of carbs depending on the day. Um, and that's usually made up of cream of rice or oatmeal for the carb source, um, whole eggs for the fats, and then filling in the remainder of the protein that the eggs didn't hit with animal protein. Um, so usually chicken or pork because they're relatively low f additional fat content. Um, so for me, that works pretty well because I'm able to stay satiated until through my workout and until my next meal due to the fat, but it's not so much that I feel super bogged down or gross or feel like I don't have enough energy for my actual workout. Um, and for me, eggs or like that fat source seems to digest pretty easily along with the cream of rice, which obviously is just rice. So that digests super easily as well. Um, and then usually a toss in like a handful of spinach just cause that's super easily digestible and then knock some, some micronutrients out of the way early in the day. Uh, so I don't have to worry about like post-workout meal adding that into. Okay. So you said <clears throat> one meal just based on when you wake up. So when do you wake up and then when do you work out? Um, so usually I work out at like between, try to get to the gym between 11 and 1130. Um, usually finishing between like 1230 and one. Um, and I usually wake up at like between 815 and 845, depending on the day. Okay. Great. So mine's extremely similar. Uh, one meal prior to working out, uh, workout time is about the same. Uh, protein is usually is covered exclusively through animal protein. That just depends on what I have on hand. So it could be chicken, steak, ground beef, bison, salmon, pork, all any of those. Um, usually I have a little bit of extra added fat that I usually get from nut butter, which is not any better or any worse than eggs. It's just preference. Um, and then, uh, very similar, either oatmeal or cream of rice. What I've noticed, and I think, again, this, this speaks to the importance of maybe having someone who has a little bit more perspective, put your plan together is I've noticed if I do cream of rice at the normal interval. So I tend to wake up at seven 30, usually take this meal at around eight and usually work out at 11 30. So that's a pretty decent amount of time. Um, and I have an intra-workout shake, so there's some nutrition there. It's not it's not actually as extended. Uh, but I find that I'm potentially a, sometimes a little bit hungry coming into working out if I do cream of rice. So if it is a little bit of an earlier meal one, I'll tend to use oatmeal because that is slower to digest than cream of rice is. And if, it's, if I'm a little bit closer... Um, so tomorrow I'll do uh, some morning aerobic work. So I'll actually take meal one significantly later and significantly closer to that workout time. In that case, uh, I'll probably eliminate the added fat and use cream of rice because I don't want the opposite problem where I'm too full heading into the workout. So both examples, all of that, there's thought put into what we're having. And so, again, our thesis for this is that it's not that anyone listening to this isn't smart enough to figure it out. That's not the point at all. You are. It's not that difficult. The issue is if you don't have the underlying expertise and, frankly, aren't super interested in having the expertise, there's a lot of complexity that goes into this. And the chances that you're going to mismanage this to the detriment of... 
not only the outcome of your workout, like your performance, but also just frankly how you feel is pretty high. Um, and we'll get into some other examples of how the, it's easy to mismanage this. But the idea is if you have a coach or a nutrition or a dietitian, uh, uh, someone who knows what the hell they're doing, handling this for you, the chances that you're gonna, it's going to be mismanaged obviously are far, far lower. I think kind of uh, like a sub-thesis, if you will, is that obviously we're talking about timing, but then I think another huge thing that we've kind of touched on is like digestibility in that finding obviously everyone's an individual and everyone has different uh needs in terms of that but generally there are foods that digest easier faster slower um than other ones whether that be even like sweet potato compared to white potato compared to white rice three completely different ways that's going to digest in the speed and ease with uh, which everything will digest. So I think learning and kind of getting a thumb on how it works for you, but also generally is a huge part of this because someone could have the timing dialed in, they're hitting the given macros or given portions, um, but maybe we're mismanaging the items that we put in those times. So I think obviously we'll get to that maybe a little bit further down the road with this episode or maybe a future episode, but um, that's kind of an underlying thing and it's not like you don't have to it's your body tells you if something doesn't digest well or fast or slow or whatever yeah so speaking to that Amanda why don't you talk a little bit about what sort of you were what you were eating prior uh, say two months ago versus what you're doing now is since we're on the topic of digestion and sort of gut health and using that as a a proxy to push toward individual physique and weight goals, etc. Um, to give people, because again, this underlies the idea that if left to too much choice, through no fault of someone's own, they can end up doing things that, that put their digestion and their gut health potentially in not a great spot. Yeah, so I, throughout the course of the last 10 months, 11 months, uh, was in prep for a bodybuilding competitions uh, and the name of the game for me was volume uh, but I noticed in that uh, so volume in what way volume in terms of food right like I wasn't getting a lot in terms of carbohydrates um, and so the game was how can I fill that with a lot of actual chewing eating of food uh with keeping those carbohydrates low uh so i was eating a lot of cauliflower or cauliflower rice and broccoli um because you can get a lot of that for not very many c's uh however i did that for such an extended period of time like i started to develop like aversions to where my stomach was very upset um and in that for me uh became like bloated and gassy and just a lot of discomfort in my stomach uh, to where it didn't matter when I ate it, uh, it. That's just how I felt throughout the entire day. Um, and so now I have a very tailored nutrition plan where like the vegetables in my diet are 200 grams of spinach and meal one and 80 grams of cucumbers in meal three and 100 grams of green beans in meal four. 
And so to give the listener a little bit of perspective to that, those items are chosen or were chosen for you um, because they're easily digestible. Correct. So the goal is to have your carbohydrate intake be made up of things that are easily digestible. And, you know, frankly, all of those things are low-density foods. So you can eat a, a 100 grams of spinach if you've never weighed it out. It's a lot of spinach. Um, those are things that you tend to get a pretty decent amount of. Um, but moving away from things that are that t- are high FODMAP things. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, uh, things that you know are great foods but can cause a little bit of gastrointestinal distress, especially if you consume them a lot over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's to a certain extent, it's learning your learning your body and what happens and the different responses that your body can have to food. Um, So that could look like heartburn for some people, um, indigestion, like I said, gas or bloating or difficulty like having a bowel movement um, or not having solid bowel movements. Like there's a lot of different things that go into what and how your body's reacting to food. Uh, And so it's really important to pay attention to those because then you may need to eliminate some of those foods, even though they're quote unquote good foods for you, they actually may not be because they're causing you so much distress in terms of your digestion. Yeah. So this sort of leads into the next thing, which is what we could sort of broadly term uh, the paradox of choice. And so the reality is if you're using a a food tracking app like MyFitnessPal or something like that, you can effectively enter anything into it and it acts like a bank, right? So throughout the day you put things in and you may just eat randomly or you may have codified meals. And at the end of the day, it'll give you uh, basically a readout of what you've consumed theoretically, assuming you've measured it throughout the course of the day. And obviously there's some issues with inaccuracy within the app, but if we look past that, that's basically how it works. And it works perfectly fine with doing that. The issue is it doesn't do anything in terms of keeping you consistent day to day. So you may be right on one day and you knock it out of the park and you eat four meals and it's great. And the next day you eat two and you're nowhere close to where you want to be. Um, And then the third day you eat three and you're way over. And so what we need to look at eliminating is that variation and what we need to maximize is consistency. And so when we create a meal plan that basically dictates you're going to eat this thing or either either this or this, either A or B in this amount at roughly this time of the day, that starts to eliminate variability and it starts to put a premium on consistency. Now, what this requires someone to do is plan and so this is where people start to run into trouble is you must buy the food at some point prior to the day it and it, for the most part unless you work from home and you have a ton of free time which is great if you do uh, you need to have some of this stuff prepared ahead of time like the idea of trying to do this on the go is is a near impossibility so the paradox of choice basically is something we need to eliminate And so in the near term, um, we're likely to have far fewer choices. It's not kind of a do whatever you want. Now, the the 
caveat to all of this is this is based on a series of conversations between the client and the coach. So it's not like we're just going to come down like the hand of God and say, like, this is what you're going to have. And you're like, yeah, but I don't like this thing. And you're like, too bad. This is it. Like, it's not like that at all. The idea is that we have a bunch of conversations. We figure out what you like. like, And that's what we're going to put for the most part in your plan. So long as it moves you towards your goals. And if you say, like, I like cupcakes, all right, well, that, but my goal is fat loss. I need to lose 40 pounds. Like, yeah, you can't have cupcakes. Like, sorry. But the idea is to find, to meet you where you are in terms of your preferences, and we build a diet around that. But what we're going to do is eliminate, like, everything, the randomness. Like, we, I found these chips at the store, and they're, you know, they're organic, so I, it's cool if I have those. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we need to stick to the plan and move toward our goals. I think something, too, that I've not witnessed with any of our clients, but with people who I've talked to in the past who work with other coaches who run their plans a little bit differently, maybe based on total calories consumed throughout the day. And that's kind of what they go off of not giving a ton of direction in terms of nutrition timing or how we want to lay things out. Just generally that we need to eat this amount of calories and it, we want it to be healthy foods. Um, is that people will get caught in being, especially if they're in a fat loss phase eating a lot of their calories or what they're quote-unquote allotted in the beginning of the day and then maybe they work out in the evening and then after you know after 2 p.m they realize i only have 200 calories left for the day that includes my post-workout meal and there's another meal after that if you're looking at the way that we look at it and then it's like well what all i can have is a whey protein shake so then people get caught in this like thing where they're like well there's no structured timing or plan or like I'm going to have this at this time and it's equally distributed throughout the day. So then they get caught in, well, I'm hungry now, so I'm going to eat until I'm full. But then that was 75% of my calories for the day in the first three hours of my day. So okay. then you, you're, there's no outside source laying out, okay, we're going to control ourselves as we go throughout the day and kind of pace ourselves. Yeah. And that was, for me, that was where I kind of initially started. It was a situation that was like, okay, so these are your overarching calories for the day. This is roughly about how much protein you should eat, roughly about how much fat and carbs. And so it was like, okay, great. If it fits my macros, I'm that's what I'm going to do. And so it was nice because then I could treat myself if I wanted to. And I like chocolate is my like go-to thing. And so I was accounting for like chocolate covered raisins. And so that worked for me for a period of time, right? Because I was like at least being conscious of what I was eating. Uh, but again, like what our goal with having this conversation is for you to be the most optimal that you can be to achieve your goals. And so kind of being willy nilly with like, yeah, okay. So, you know, I have 200 calories or 2000 calories for the day at four o'clock. I've got 200 left is, is not optimal. And you're going to be in a rough spot. Um, you know, trying to make it through the rest of the day, you're going to hope to be going to bed at six o'clock because otherwise you're going to be hungry the rest of the evening. So 
having a dialed in plan where it's like, okay, these are the choices that I get to have in terms of protein, and this is my source of fat, and this is my source of carbs in these particular amounts is the most optimal for you. So let me ask you this question, and this this is, um, you know, take this dear listener with a grain of salt because this is individual to the person, and again, this would be a conversation that we would have. Do you personally like having it's spelled out for you. You're going to have 110 grams of, of sockeye salmon. You're going to have 100, and, 100 grams of green beans, and you're going to have 165 grams of yellow potato. Do you like that, or do you like you, you get 30 grams of protein, 10 grams of fat, and, uh, and 120 grams of carbohydrate? Fill it as you'd like. Uh, at this stage where I'm at now, I prefer the former, uh, just because there was just so much that was going on in terms of my digestion. And again, doing all the right things, right? Like I'm not, it's not like I was filling those carbs or fat with ice cream. Like I was filling them with whole foods, um, and still was, was not, couldn't figure out what was going on with my stomach and my and all the problems that I was having so yeah right now like it just takes all of the guesswork out of it I know when I go to the grocery store I need this many pounds of chicken this many pounds of ground turkey I need green beans cucumbers and it makes my life so much easier when it comes to planning out my day and it's driven my progress over the last month more than I had in the four months prior and that's exactly the idea of this. It's not to take freedom away from people. It's to drive progress. Ultimately, if you're listening to this, you're interested in progress. If you work with us, the reason you pay us money is because you want to progress toward particular goals. If you don't, and you just go to a conventional gym or you go to a CrossFit gym or whatever, that's still your goal. That's still what you're paying for. And so... What we need to think about is, are you progressing toward that or are you just treading water? And if you're okay with treading water, then don't sweat it. Then keep doing what you're doing. But if you are if you feel like your progress, anything less than as good as it could be, then it's very, very much worth considering uh, speaking to someone about helping you with this. And that's the idea is we help people uh, understand the principles again so they don't ultimately don't need our help anymore and they can do it themselves yeah for sure boom I think we hit up I hit we hit my checklist 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 fulfilled much like the you know checklist that you sent me with to the store today checklist we need chicken kale pots. one red Onion. One red <laughs> onion. Well, yeah, because you don't want to get the. I don't. We don't need a bag. We just need one. No. We and don't. so again, I could remotely send Amanda our a part of our grocery list, not all of it, obviously. But I wasn't physically here. I don't need to be here because a lot of that stuff is the same every week. We all it, it, there's point things on my list that just stay at the top. And then the other odd things like toilet paper and olive oil and things you don't get all that often, toothpaste, um, can be at the bottom. And then there's just things that are sort of like pinned, so to speak, at the top because they're staple parts of our nutrition. I feel like, too, like if you're eating roughly the same stuff every day for a given amount of time, you have an idea of 
how long, like, in a given week, how much of this is you have, or, like, I have this much left, so I need to get more without actually looking. Yep. Like, I know yep. that it takes roughly three days for me to go through a Greek yogurt container, so... Like, I know if I'm, like, I don't, I'm not stuck at the store. Like, I don't remember if I have one for <laughs> empty. It's, like, I, it's probably empty because I go through a lot of it. Like, right. it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you, if, once you're doing it enough, then you have, like, a subconscious kind of idea of how much chicken you have left. Like, I know I have enough probably to get through tomorrow, and then I'm going to need to figure something out. Yeah. And so, again, it just, it goes back to just being prepared to ensure that you are driving your progress in the way that you want to drive your progress. And so if you're not hitting this nutri- nutrition checkbox, like it's probably the most important one. Like is missing a workout okay? Mm, no, but I would say missing your nutrition is is just not an option, period. It's, it's 70%. So we'll, I'll let you in on everybody on a little secret. You can not believe me if you don't want to, but the people who you look at on Instagram, those people who you like secretly follow uh, and you aspire to look like them or have performance that's similar to theirs, etc. Like you look like they give you a physique pick and you're, that's your, I think like, geez, I wish I could look like that. This is what they do. And so if you want to move in the direction of whatever it is you want to sort of be, this is it. Competitive physique athletes, competitive performance athletes, like this is what they do. So we have to break ourselves away from doing things that are deeply suboptimal and that hold you where you are because there's nothing, frankly, all that different between you and them. They're just approaching everything in a far more optimal way. Yeah. And a great example of this is Ryan and I are going on vacation next Sunday for a week. And the order of scheduling this vacation was flight, Airbnb, grocery store, gym. Like those were, those are non-negotiables. We need to have access to a grocery store so that we can prep our food and have our food for the week. We need to have a gym to have access to because even though we're going on vacation, like it is still important to us in our daily lives to be able to go and work out and continue as if we were still here in Dublin at home and nothing else has changed. So we're going on vacation. We're going to prep our food. We're going to go to the gym and we're going to hang out on the beach and we're still going to push towards our ultimate goals. How do you schedule a grocery store? That's kind of crazy. I don't, I've never done that so before. Like schedule a grocery store. It's not like I'm like, hey, I mean, you Kroger, I'm coming here. Like on this day, but you can do that. It's called whatever. Click Instacart. Click cart. Instacart. Blah blah blah. It just means like lazy to do it yourself. Cart. The the grocery store. Yeah. Somebody's Someone's gonna get really Listen, mad. if that helps you dial in it, Great. do it. Have do some it. cat bring yes. the food to you. Whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. That's well. Obviously, that's like the first thing we looked at is there's the beach there. So we hit our. We're obviously beach people. Yes. Um, so our, our vacations are pretty simple because we just want to go to the beach. Yes. So it's really not a big impingement on our day to, to cook food and hit the gym for a little bit and then go to the beach. That's kind of, that's probably pretty close to our perfect day. <laughs> so yes. that's pretty straightforward. But that's the idea is like if you're serious 
and you want to move in a particular direction, like you just make it happen. Like make food happen, make the meals happen, get the guidance where you need it, seek out the knowledge where it is, and and then execute it. And then, you know, not surprisingly, things happen. Right. I think so. Closing question: Who is for each one of us that person like on Instagram, who you're like that idol, quote unquote, if you oh. will. You know what I mean? Like that person you were just like everyone has it who is it for you ever the three of us i've never posted on my own instagram account so it's <laughs> certainly not me so well, that why would it be you. yourself it can't be yourself it's that person the for person you. that you're like oh, like, oh, oh i, I see this meant, person yeah, and i want like, to be that jeez oh, louise i see so can you should we pick for each other who we think it is and then, sure. Uh, sure. Or I could pick for you. I don't know about Amanda. I, maybe, but uh, and then, uh, and then we'll say if we're right. Sure. All right. Good. You pick for me. What? What? <laughs> hey, why are you looking at me? You just said you couldn't pick for me. You're gonna pick for him. Who do you think I look at on Instagram and it's like, boy, I, I like aspire to that physique, or they have a they have a great physique. Uh, Chris Bumstead. Yeah, that's, that's the correct. only answer to that. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I know. Uh, also, like someone like Terrence Ruffin, like somebody who's obviously has a great physique and is is world class at displaying it too. Yeah, Wesley, for sure. Wesley Vizier. I That's what I was gonna say yeah. for you. Oh yeah, I just recently discovered uh, Wesley Vizier's. Who, if you haven't discovered, if you don't know who he is, check him out. Great again, great poser, especially a great classic physique poser, bringing back like some of the old poses that we don't see a whole lot anymore. Um, and just, yeah, great, great, well put together, that guy. <laughs> there you go. Right, there you have it. Those you. are bodybuilders, by the way. If you have zero idea who any of these people are, just to give you some context. Do you want to guess for Amanda? Uh, since you can't, since like 60% of your story posts are about her, and I'd say Devin, IFBB Pro, Devin, whatever. She's, she's very much high on my list. She's freaking amazing uh i'll say your rishna your very very high up there yes both ifbb pro uh wellness physique competitors both headed to the olympia oh my devin just got the rest of her qualifying points this weekend with a second place finish in tampa which is awesome uh just second yeah wow yeah she uh amazing she is a nurse has is a single mom of a two-year-old, maybe, I believe. And, yeah, and she is now going to the Olympia. So, again, zero excuses for yeah. me. <laughs> zero excuses for me. I don't have any children. I don't work 12 hours a day in a hospital. So, yeah, the, they are high on my list. So who now we have to say who they actually are for everyone. What do you mean? Oh. Well, you just said I it. I just said it, yeah. You both are correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, Chris Bumstead for me. I look like I like Wesley Vizers. Um, I think those are probably the big ones. I, I like uh, like uh, Tom Platts. It's hard not to like Seth Ferrosi. I like a lot. Like those are people. Like I admire their physique, but just sort of how they go through life is uh, I like admirable. Yeah. I was gonna say all of those people. I'd say my like like enhanced athlete Chris Bumstead. Not enhanced athlete, not even an athlete, really more of an influencer. It's like Rob Blipset, who's a little, his like YouTube videos are a little obnoxious. If he's listening to this, I guess we did something right. <laughs> he yes. uh, has 
uh, a great physique and then he also has like an absolute snack of a girlfriend and he basically just travels to exotic islands and makes content nice so that's i mean okay I will he say- also has an unbelievable accent so i think oh, he yeah. like you can't we're none of us are we're not really taking anything from rob lipset <laughs> no uh i will say very early on a very big influencer for me was uh and bailey she... her person again maybe she's listening to it but she her personality rubs me the wrong way just the way she like i don't know her personality via instagram rubs you the wrong way yeah that's an interesting that shouldn't no one should rub you the wrong way through social media right guess i'm doing it wrong i don't know doing it wrong wrong but yeah she everybody thought she was making a comeback she started posing again and but no, she just enjoys the sport, enjoys exercising and eating well. So she's just chasing that. I love that. It's like even if you you just have a love for a sport, even if you don't have competitive aspirations or your time to be competitive has come and gone, you're just still doing it because it's just part of you. For sure. That's admirable. All right. Well, talk to your coach about a plan. Uh, if you don't have a coach... Uh, unless you're one of those people, it might be a decent idea to con- consider it. They all have coaches, incidentally. Uh, so reach out to us, theaerobicpowerbuilder.com. You can email any of us. It's all just our first name, either Amanda or Rye, R-Y-E, or Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at all one word, all spelled out, theaerobicpowerbuilder.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next time you're in the car. See ya.